Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, guests of Real Presence Radio. It is Friday, January 28th, the memorial of St. Thomas Aquinas, a pillar in the Catholic Church and certainly a man uh, for all kinds. He was a wonderful mind, a wonderful heart, a patron saint of Catholic schools, Catholic education, and Catholic school students. And so it's fitting that we broadcast live from a Catholic high school here, Trinity Junior High School in Dickinson. I am your co-host, Father Craig Hochalter, along with Mike Kiedrowski. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Father. What a festive uh, day we have going here at Trinity High School. Beautiful day weather-wise. And, and you walk in and it doesn't look the same here at Trinity. We have uh, Mardi Gras going on and it's all set up, ready to go starting this evening. It's a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Uh, and I'm so glad that Real Presence Radio is kicking the weekend off here Friday morning uh, here at the high school. Uh, I am the principal of the building and the 58th annual, is that right, Mike? 58th, 58th annual uh, Trinity High School Mardi Gras kicks off this afternoon. I think about 3 o'clock, the doors open in the midway. So the Mardi Gras would be your, your kind of typical school carnival, folks. The Trinity High School Mardi Gras in 58 years running serves f- wonderful home-cooked food, tons of games, including bingo for all types of students and adults. Uh, there's entertainment available. There's a silent auction, a live auction. And, of course, the grand prize to be raffled away on Sunday evening is a 2022 Buick Encore. In fact, Mike, it's what? That's like 15 feet in front of us as we're sitting here at the broadcast uh, table. It's a nice-looking car. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I need that right now. So if I am the one to uh, be called on Sunday night to win that vehicle... Uh, I don't know what I would do. Maybe I'd give it away or take the cash option if that's possible. Well, both of our cars have over 100000 so uh, <laughs> my wife would be thrilled to have a new car. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Folks, it's a wonderful day, and we are so glad you're here uh, to join us in today's show. It's a wonderful show. I'll begin with our morning offering, Mike, and then we'll get to our first guest, Father Jordan Dosh of the Diocese of Bismarck. He's the Director of Vocations for the Diocese, and we get a big chunk of time with Father Dosh. He's a great interview. I look forward to having that discussion with him. Uh, Please join me in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray pray for for us. us. Father Dash, you're on the phone with us. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Father. Father Dash is the Director of Vocations for the Diocese of Bismarck, and, and he's, he's at it now for two, three, four years. Uh, Father Dash, when did you take the reins? Can you remind us and, and remind our listeners on this wonderful morning, uh, when did you begin in that seat? Yeah, so this is my second year as um, a full-time Director of Vocations. There was 
kind of one year of overlap in uh, 2019 and 2020 when I was finishing up uh, chaplaincy and teaching at Trinity High School and also the assistant vocation director. But that doesn't count too much. So this is uh, basically my second year as the director of vocation. Uh, certainly much experience behind you already, Father, as, as you're kind of in the thick of your second year there. Tell us a little bit about yourself in short, and then Mike and I want to dive into your work. Uh, it's, I think it's intriguing, really interesting work. And, and frankly, I think, Mike, as you'd probably agree, and, and Father, I know you will. You put your heart and soul into it. It's such important work you do on a local level in a diocese and parish level for uh, for vocations, for priestly vocations. And so tell us about yourself, where you're from, and then we'll dive in. Sure. Yeah, I'm uh, from Bismarck, North Dakota, born and raised. Went to St. Mary's High School. I uh, graduated in 2009. Went to uh, NDSU for one year uh, after high school and then joined the seminary in 2010. Spent uh, three years in uh, minor seminary at St. John Vianney in St. Paul, Minnesota. And then uh, four years at the North American College. I was ordained in 2017 and was assigned to Dickinson. Uh, I was the associate at St. Wenceslas in Dickinson, and then also a teacher and chaplain at Trinity High School. So many fond memories of Dickinson. I love teaching, love the high school. You know, it's it's great hearing you guys talk about Mardi Gras. Uh, Those were always fun and exciting days (laughs) at the high school. I just really enjoyed that. Um, And then in, um, like I said, uh, 2019, named assistant vocation director, 2020, uh, named full-time vocation director, so moved from Dickinson to Bismarck, in which uh, I'm still here in residence at the cathedral, uh, and then uh, doing vocation work full-time since 2020. Father Dash, thank you for that. It, um, certainly your memory lasts at Trinity, you're a very strong chaplain and instructor in the classroom, and uh what a what a really like an ideal i mean you would say right and i know there's priests that have gone before you but uh, can you answer that in short before we kind of dive in here is uh, the two years in high school ministry and, and parish work i would assume prepared you well for the work you do now yeah absolutely um you know i'm very thankful that i had the time in the parish you know that's why us priests are ordained you know we want to be in the parish we want to be with the people, uh, providing the sacraments, helping them get closer to Christ. So, uh, you know, having that experience in the parish was uh, super important uh, for me. Uh, but then also, I was just very thankful for my time as a chaplain. Uh, you know, when you're in seminary for so long, you sit through many classes, and you, you understand what the Church teaches, uh, at least to a small extent. Uh, but then to be a teacher means that you have to be able to not only understand it, but then uh, teach it in a way for high school kids uh, to understand it as well. Mm. Uh, mm. But then also, like, in a charitable way, you know, especially when I was teaching morality, a lot of it is very touchy issues, some in which the students are going through themselves. So it's important to not only understand uh, what the Church teaches, uh, how to teach it to high school kids, but then also how to teach it in a charitable way. So I always thought that my time as a chaplain was, um, incredibly formative for me, uh, just as a person, uh, just in my own knowledge of the faith, in, in, in uh, you know, my own relationship with Jesus, in trying to help the students. Uh, but then also, you know, in the ways in which it prepared me to be a vocation director, is to just how to relate uh, to high school kids again. Um, you know, a lot of, 
young candidates for the priesthood that I'm working with are, you know, either finishing high school, in college, maybe right out of college. Uh, and it wasn't too long ago that I was in that situation. Uh, but being in the high school kind of put me back into it uh, to learn what is important to them, uh, what they're kind of worrying about. And uh, it really just prepared me uh, to be vocation director and to continue to work uh, with those young men. Yes, if you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. We're glad that you're listening. Uh, we are broadcasting live from Trinity High School in the Fisher Commons area uh, on this very first day of the Trinity High School Mardi Gras, 58 years now going on, and it's got a, quite a tradition. It's the gathering space for West, southwestern North Dakota these next three mm-hmm. days, and we're visiting with uh, Father Jordan Dosh, the vocations director for the Diocese of Bismarck, and we're just uh, very glad to have you uh, 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 with us this morning, Father Jordan. And uh, previous to the show, I was just checking the Diocese of uh, Bismarck website, counted the seminarians. We have 18 seminarians, uh, five of those to be ordained this, this uh, uh, spring, and that gives us gave me gives us a lot of hope mm-hmm. uh, a lot of hope uh, now father jordan and Amen. what a great number of young men in this in the uh, seminary and uh, can you tell us about that how do we compare with other uh, other dioceses in the uh, per capita say in the nation do you do you have any uh, information on that yeah, I do. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to talk about the numbers, uh, you know, and it's fun in a prideful way to be able to talk about the numbers. Uh, but but it's hard, and, and I also understand that, you know, the ball was rolling quite easily by the time I got there. And it was, uh, you know, just good to kind of continue what was going well. And, you know, one of the things that has really contributed to vocations for us is, is the high school. You know, putting priests, like good priests like Father Whole Culture, into the high school uh, has really helped uh, contribute to vocation. So our diocese is doing incredibly well when it comes to numbers. Uh, like you said, you know, we're gaining five this year with only 18 total, which means, you know, we're pretty top-heavy uh, when it comes uh-huh. to vocations. And that's kind of what happens, you know. We kind of go in swings of, you know, getting vocations and maybe a few lesser years, and it's been uh, incredibly humbling for me as vocation director to be in this position in which, you know, people ask about the numbers often, but also realizing that a lot of that result is kind of out of my control. You know, there isn't something right. that I have to say or something that I do that means we get vocations. Uh, you know, it's uh, through the grace of God, through the great work of the priests in our diocese and the faithful in the diocese that uh, lead to more vocation. So I'm just there trying to keep the ball going, trying to not screw it up, and, uh, you know, hoping and praying that God continues to call more men. Father, you speak of such, I think, an important topic, especially for Catholic Radio this morning, um, and for our listeners to hear, and really the whole church to hear, but, I mean, locally in the Diocese of Bismarck, you're going after, I think, a point, maybe if I can assume safely, you know, that the director of vocations for diocese isn't, isn't like a like a business headhunter, right, or like a, a team yeah. recruiter. Right. I mean, you, of course, you have a little bit of that. And of course, your field of zeal and drive motivates you. Um, 
but but you're <laughs> you're not you're not selling cars if you have a quota to make, right? Um, yeah, be- yeah, because exactly. that that that's that's an invisible mystery only known to God alone, and, and He's in control of that. So I appreciate your humble answer. I wanted, but I want to I want to kind of go after that, Father. You know what? Kind of, can you speak to that more, just to provide clarity to our listeners in terms of, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, your actual work and what what vehicle do you drive in a man's decision or a woman's decision to, you know, respond to grace and and serve the church in a really unique way? Yeah, no, thank you for that question and the opportunity to clarify it, uh, because I think there is some misconceptions of what the vocation director is and kind of what he does. You know, they think that. I'm uh, a recruiter, you know, yeah. car salesman, army recruiter. You know, it's up for, it's up to me to be able to go out and to sign guys up. And to a certain extent, that is part of my role is the application process and to help guys do that. But on the other side, like, it's impossible for me mm. to know every young man in the entire diocese, you know. Um, so I, was, I have a good friend, Father Jared Wolf, down in uh, Bowman County, Right. Uh, I, I don't know one guy down in Bowman County, and I apologize if there's listeners down there, but that's not my region. That's, mm-hmm. not, that's not the area that I'm assigned to. You know, he, he's in charge of the spiritual welfare of the people down there. So to me, for me to be a recruiter of, you know, the entire diocese would be, um, you know, almost impossible. So, you know, a lot of dioceses, um, you know, when they've kind of felt the crunch of vocation, They've come up with new ideas of how to do it, such as, like, vocation teeth, you know, to kind of go out. And, you know, I, I, I hope that helps them. I hope that works. Uh, but, you know, I think the Church has naturally created that, such as, like, the priests that are in the diocese. You know, they're the ones that have the relationships with the young men. They're the ones uh, who are with them uh, daily, you know, uh, who are a part of their lives, who are able to develop relationships with them. So... It, it's not so much up to me to be able to, you know, go down to a weekend, uh, to a parish for a weekend and, and give a spiel on vocations. And I can do that, and I have done that. And, you know, I can give a, a very convincing talk. Uh, but for somebody, you know, who I don't know, and especially who doesn't know me, that, that talk will only be very shallow. You know, it won't go very deep to them. Uh, the vocations come out of uh, a relationship you know, primarily with Jesus, but then also with somebody being able to introduce them to it. You know, um, the, the call to the priesthood is, is unique. Uh, you know, everyone comes from a family. Families are very uh, unique to communities, so therefore, like, marriage is pretty common. But unless somebody sees, um, you know, the possibility of vocation from uh, a joyful priest or, or maybe from a good family, you know, it's not something that they would realize by themselves. So, so my hope is to be able to, uh, you know, encourage the pastors, you know, to be that joyful example to any of those young men, you know, to, to start that relationship with them, to be able to answer those questions, to do what they can, because they're the first point of contact to any possible vocation in their community. Uh, and then, you know, once that is realized, then they can put them into contact with me. And I make it a little bit more concrete and to see if they're ready, and then also if they would join kind of what that would look like or where they would go. Yes, well so as said. Vocation director, yeah, as vocation director, my assignment is kind of twofold. So it's, uh, the, it's, a, it's to be in charge of the seminaries that we have right now. 
to all the seminarians that are already in formation, you know, to be able to help them to make sure they're doing well and uh, that they're going to be good priests. And I hope the faithful uh, would know how much effort goes into the formation of a young man to be a priest. That's right. Uh, you know, there, there, there's a lot of deep care, and, and, and they want to make sure that they're going to be good priests for the diocese, uh, that they're going to come back and serve the faithful. So there's, there's a lot of care that is put into that. And then the second part of my assignment is um, the, the application process, you know, the, the new seminarians. So I do go out, I give talks, I help priests, give them as many resources as they can, and meet with young men and see if they're ready for seminary. Mm-hmm. Well, very, very good, uh, Father Dosh. Well said. And, folks, we have to take a break right now. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more of Father Jordan Dosh, the Vocations Director from the Bismarck Diocese. Don't go away. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, friends. Real Presence Radio, Friday, January 28th, the memorial, a big memorial, big feast day in the Catholic Church of St. Thomas Aquinas, a very popular saint, very well-known saint, and he significantly contributed to to the welfare of the church, especially intellectually, so, so much good 
that St. Thomas Aquinas did in, in that last, particularly in, in the intellectual and, and education history of the Catholic Church. Uh, my name is Father Craig Holcalter, principal here at Trinity Junior High School. Co-hosting with Mike Kiedrowski, we are broadcasting live friends from Trinity High School on this Friday morning. It's the kickoff weekend of uh, not only Catholic Schools Week next week, so very fitting that we have Thomas Aquinas praying for us today, but also locally, Trinity High School Mardi Gras, the 58th annual. I know, Mike, you have many good memories of, of the Mardi Gras. Folks, the Mardi Gras is your quintessential uh, school carnival. There's games, there's entertainment, there's home-cooked meals, uh, great family atmosphere. It's a wonderful event for the next three days. Indeed. And uh, the, it is uh, really the uh, gathering space, gathering spot for southwestern North Dakota. Lots of people, thousands of people come through our hallways, and we just thank them for their support and for attending. We welcome them back to the Trinity Mardi Gras. We've started off really strong, Mike. We're on, uh, we're on live here uh, on the phone with Father Jordan Dosh, Director of Vocations for the Diocese of Bismarck. Uh, Father Dosh, uh, you're, you're speaking very well of kind of your role in, in, a, uh, in, a, in a man's vocation. Um, and I think people are pretty familiar, right, Father? I mean, they're familiar with in the fall, you know, because it, it follows kind of the school calendar of in, in the fall, you know, these men, the new men, are they're joining seminary, they're going to school, they're being sent away to different different seminaries across the country, across the world. Um, and then, of course, in the summer, it culminates, you know, six, seven, eight years later, if the man uh, progresses and he goes through and he has that call, uh, ordained a priest. Uh, this year's, uh, when are priestly ordinations this year, Father, for our listeners? Uh, we have our priest ordinations on June 13th. June 13th. And then what about diaconate? May 24th. We're ordaining two guys to the diaconate in May, uh, and then five guys in June to the priesthood, and then one more deacon in uh, the end of September, beginning of October. That's, I appreciate that information. I think there's a lot of prayer warriors out there, Mike. And, Father, you would know this, too, praying. And, and whether you know them or not, but just to pray on those days, May 24th, for those deacons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pray our hearts out for those men to be ordained to their diaconate. And then on June 13th, uh, the five men in the Diocese of Bismarck will be ordained priests. Please, people, pray for these young men as, as they really make, uh, you know, transformative <laughs> promises to our Lord, to the church. Uh, wonderful events for the diocese and for the faithful. So, so Father Dash, people are familiar kind of with your seasons, right? The fall and then the summer. Right now, kind of midwinter, you know, January, February, March. What does you, what does your work look like? Are you, uh, you know, are you kind of in the thick of applications with men? Are you visiting parishes? Are you are you eventing? Do you have programs running? Yeah. So, I, I love that question because uh, you know the times of the year really do change morning, what Father. my work looks like. And so right now, uh, at the start of the second semester, um, the thing that I just, fin- I just finished up uh, filling out uh, invitations for the ordinations, uh, so, you know, getting those ready to get sent out. Um, in terms of the application side, we have a, a couple guides to application, so helping them okay. through that. Um, you know, there, there's quite a bit of paperwork involved in that, so uh, just keeping that organized, making sure those guys are um, kind of on top of it, doing it what I can. Um, there's also guys uh, who are still making the decision. Uh, you know, this is kind of the time of the year where guys are trying to plan for next year and, and you know, to see um, if this is a decision that I want to make now, if I want to wait, um, you know, talking with those guys, helping them discern uh, 
what what they should be doing. So um, there's still a couple guys who are on the fence. Uh, so working with those guys. In a couple weeks, uh, start my seminary travels. Uh, so um, the part of the kind of the containment of the seminaries that we have right now means that each semester I go to visit each seminary and, uh, you know, check in on the guys, see how they're doing. Um, and it's actually, it's great. I, I love those trips. You know, we have some great seminarians. It brings me a lot of joy to be able to see how they're doing, how much they're progressing, uh, you know, getting ready for ordination. Um, so those trips kind of start in uh, basically throughout the month of March. Uh, so uh, checking in on each of the guys, seeing how they're doing, um, making sure they're doing well. And then when I come back from that, then we go through Holy Week, uh, and then, um, you know, basically getting ready for ordinations after that. So, and, uh, you know, making sure any guy who's switching seminary, if they're moving from a minor seminary to a major seminary, those applications, uh, guys who are joining seminary, you know, applications to the seminary. Um, so it's kind of odds and ends, but it's fun. Every day is a little different. Yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're uh, just joining us, we're visiting with Father Jordan Dosh, the Vocations Director of Bismarck Diocese. We're broadcasting live from Trinity High School. I'm Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Father Craig Holcoulter, the chaplain of uh, Trinity High School. And, uh, uh, Father, uh, you know, do you have any uh, insights to share with the la- laity and uh, uh, and maybe the pastors in, in terms of... Uh, Oh, any word of encouragement if someone is contemplating the priesthood or religious life? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, You know, I I think the most encouragement that I can give is the understanding, um, you know, that this comes from a community. You know, vocations come from a community. They're supported by a community. Um, You know, the the beautiful complementary community nature of uh, the marriage, uh, but then also of ordination, you know, that a couple can't marry themselves. You know, they, they need the witness of a priest. Uh, but then also, uh, priests come from marriages. You know, uh, the priesthood Indeed. is dependent on good marriages, and marriages are dependent on good priesthood. So the fact that we complement each other, that we, you know, mutually benefit each other, uh, is a good and beautiful thing. Uh, and that's the, the body of Christ, uh, the way in which we help each other. And, and that comes uh, from the vocation standpoint as well. So, um, you know, whether you're married, you know, you're on the other side of a vocation, uh, you know, it, it's still really important uh, to be able to encourage good vocations, whether it's in your own kids, you know, being good examples for them, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, people that you see in your parish, your own community. Uh, but the things that uh, lay people can always do, they can always pray, uh, they can always uh, encourage young men. You know, it seems like almost every single guy's vocation story at some point has uh, a little old lady from the parish that asked him if he was thinking about being a priest. You know, that, that, that's great encouragement. You know, and they're, they're affirming something that they see in that young man that they like in the priesthood, you know, which, which is a great compliment. Uh, uh, but then also, uh, so to pray, uh, to encourage but then also to support. Um, you know, when a young guy is going through that decision, um, there's a lot of confusion and just kind of understanding, you know, what does this mean or what does it look like? And it means a lot to have uh, support uh, from the community in, in helping the young guy make that decision. So those, those are all things uh, that the lay faithful can do. 
Um, and the beautiful thing is this is something that the church has always done. You know, uh, the vocations don't just stick to themselves of, you know, uh, only priests have to worry about vocations to the priesthood. Uh, but, you know, we want to be able to help each other. And we even see in Scripture, you know, uh, when they uh, replaced Judas with Messiah, you know, it mm-hmm. wasn't just the apostles that chose him. You know, it was a lot of the faithful that helped uh, choose and recognize the gifts that he had uh, to be able to call him on to, to serve the Church in that way. Uh, and the Church has always kind of worked. Um, so for priests also, um, for, for priests also, I, w- I would just give them, you know, a lot of encouragement uh, to allow the young people to see the joy that they experience in living out their priesthood. Uh, you know, every single priest was inspired to the priesthood uh, because they saw it in someone else. Uh, you know, it's not something that they would realize by themselves, but something that is encouraged, hopefully, through the good example of another priest or, or from their, their good family. Uh, so there was a priest that inspired them, so hopefully they can continue to be that priest for other young men. You know, to not be afraid to tell a young guy, you know, have you ever thought about being a priest? You know, to take him out for lunch, to be able to answer his questions, you know, to be that uh, support and that relationship in in that young guy, uh, thinking if this could be a possibility for him. Uh, so to really encourage him to be joyful, to not be afraid to go out there and help any young men uh, to be able to think about it. Right. Uh, but then also just for the faithful that, you know, they have a hand in vocations as well. Absolutely. Uh, Father, uh, well well said once again. And the message that I heard this this morning from you is that vocations is everybody's business, not just uh, Father Jordan Dosh, the director of vocations for the Diocese of Bismarck. It's everybody's business. And it's up to us as, as lay people uh, to encourage uh, vocations. And, and what you said just moments ago, uh, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, uh, promote and to uh, uh, nurture nurture children, uh, your relatives, uh, other uh, uh, folks in your parish. Uh, please, please, don't be afraid. Uh, so, Father Jordan Dosh, thank you very much for carving out some time for us. Uh, Father Craig Holcalter is uh, had to exit uh, the show momentarily to go celebrate Mass for Trinity Elementary North. Uh, he will be back for the third segment, but don't go away. Don't go away. We'll be back with two eighth graders from Trinity Junior High on this first day of Mardi Gras and the weekend before Catholic Schools Week. We got a lot to talk about. Don't go away. We'll be right back. <laughs> 